Hello, Internet, and welcome to the Friendship Snake Podcast. I am your host, Wade Mariano, and am joined as always by Trace Finicaro and Sarah Hichelle Geller. Ooh, knocked it out of the park this time, Gunner. Very nice. Um Speaking of knocking it out of the park, uh, or not knocking it out of the park, Gunner, you uh you shared an article with uh with Trace and I regarding kind of a tragedy that happened to uh, a Tennessee fan um, in a SWATI incident. Could you give us a few more details about that? So, um, long story short, um, a gentleman, uh, because of the unique vagaries of how uh, internet IDs go, managed to snag at Tennessee on Twitter, which is like the equivalent of finding the 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 golden ticket in uh charlie willy wonk in the chocolate factory um and uh because of the uh as gabe from penny arcade refers to it the greater internet fuckwad uh, uh pathology uh two people who decided that they had wanted they wanted that title uh proceeded to engage in a long period of harassment that eventually ended with them doing uh a swatting on him that he uh died uh not as a resu- direct result of police action but a heart attack that had ensued from the stress of having a SWAT team bust into his house and wreck all his shit so the so, guy, I had a sweet twitter handle yes well, yeah, he literally Tennessee. had at Tennessee, which I would I would imagine, and and they said like he literally created it like the first week Twitter Twitter was like online. All I can all I can th- all I can think of is Nissan dot com because it was a garage out in California, and Nissan eventually like sued them in the bankruptcy so they could steal their uh, steal their handle. You know, can you, what happens when you die? Like, can you like, can you like buy it? Will it? No. Yeah. Can you, can you, is can, it, can you, can is you, it, is it an estate? <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, I mean, it sucks. This guy died, but if they'd played their cards, right. They might've ended up with it for free. You know, like <laughs> if, if he, I, I don't know how easy it is to have a heart attack. It, I, if I were to have one, it probably would be when the SWAT team comes to my door. Like it probably would be caused by something fucking crazy like that, or maybe so, you know something along those lines. But the, I mean, if he wasn't in that great health, then they might have just been able to to wait it out and get it organically. But can you get those handles, or do they just do no, they just I die with you, the owner? I think if they, a, if they don't die with the owner, they don't they die with whoever he leaves everything to, and maybe you can yes. buy it from them. Well, and and I think more more than likely, what would happen too is that effectively, Colander would estate. If there's well, it, no, it's <laughs> Twitter it's, um, handle goes to an oh, estate. Well, or or the Twitter handle falls off the back of a truck, and somebody who knows somebody. Yeah, that's not going to work, though, Gunner, because the fact is, is the family's going to sue that person if they found out that happened. You know what I mean? If they care that much about it, it's that valuable. Like, well, so here's here's the interesting question, which is that, like, what is the terms of service? (laughs) Well, yeah, it's like I don't, you don't own your name on Facebook. 
you don't own your, you know, it's, 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 it's a cursor. It's a service provided to you by whatever, but it's not like you, it's not like, it's not like I'm paying a registrar to to save a a URL or something. You should though. Like, well, I guess it's an argument. Like, and I didn't even plan to get into this. I feel bad because literally the, the problem was, is also, it wasn't like this guy has a gun or something. It was that this guy murdered a woman on his property, essentially. Like, so it was a pretty fucked up story to tell, you know, the SWAT team, the police anyway, to set the SWAT yep. team. I would think it's pretty easy to draw the line, regardless of this guy's health. This was the incident that kicked off this heart attack and killed him. But you bring up a good point and actually a pretty valid question. We don't own our usernames on these platforms that are making an incredible amount of money off of us through advertisements and through sell- the sale of our information. Should we yeah. not? Be able to at least own our our handles and our usernames. Well, go go go, go set up a Mastodon server. Yeah. Do it and well, run your run your own Twitter. This is a very interesting problem. So I, I've been through this a few times. Um, so one of them was an IRC channel, um, and it was it was owned by a software like a free software project. And um, the problem was is that all of the original owners um, stopped using. Uh, stopped using this chat service. So what happened was people just started spamming it, but there was no one that could go in and delete the spam. So it was just getting polluted. And I reached out to the service provider and I'm like, listen, you have to make me administrator on this. And they go, well, we prefer not to do this. And I'm like, well, yeah, I prefer not to do it either, but the the channel is getting spammed and we can't promote anyone to even moderate it better yet, administer it. Um, And it took me a very long time. I had to prove that I like that I reached out to them by their email address first. They had to. They made me prove that I reached out to the original uh, owners. Now, mind you, I owned the domain for this software company, right? For this yeah. this free software project, like it's registered in my name. Um, but that same name out on a public chat server. Uh, now is 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 no longer ours, and it's it's kind of a common problem um, where it's like who actually who actually owns it when it's free and you can grab it publicly. Like, is it owned by the the volunteers that run the chat service, or in the case of Facebook, is it owned by the corporation, um, or is it really owned by the person that reserved it? And I think it's one of those like. Well, historically, we just let you keep it, Wade. So because you because you registered clownpenis.fart username on Facebook, it's yours forever. Like you can just keep that. But yeah, um, it's, it's technically not. And, uh, but what's worse is that if you, even if you lose access to something that's rightfully yours, it can be extremely difficult to get it back. So when Gunner's talking about, you know, it falls off the back of the truck and you're like, well, no, I don't think it's like, no, actually, yes. Like yeah. that happens all the time. Um, you run it through a, you know, a, a password hash or something like that and you get in or what's probably more common is you use the password reuse pattern. And uh, so what happens is um, a website gets breached, right? Let's say it's, you know, fordtrucks.com or something. I don't even know if that's a real website. Um, it could be a porn website for all I know. But what happens is their website gets hacked and the entire database of users gets leaked. And inside that database of users has password hashes. It's not a password, but it's like, a, you know, it's an encoded version of it. You start running an equation. So you just, you start off with like password one and you see if you can match a couple of hashes, right? And then yeah. once you figure out what, what, um, 
what the hashing algorithm is, then you can get a rainbow, which is just a huge list of passwords and just run it against that database locally on your computer. Well, if you find somebody that's got a username of Tennessee on there, or maybe he's got an email address that appears to match the the person who you just, who you know who potentially doxing or whatever, you can actually get in and take his account by by if he accidentally used the same password elsewhere and that other place was breached. So this type of thing happens like way more often than it should, and in a lot of cases you can't get it back. Um, there was another chat server that we had uh, same the same software project, and with that one we actually entrusted somebody with the administrator password, and he got upset with the other administrators, and he took it over, and. This was Discord, right? The platform that we're that we're actually talking on right now. It was Discord. Discord support would not fucking help us. That's crazy. Like, Three thousand members. One guy, you know, because he was trusted with it, he just re revoked all the other people's access and he just started taking it over. They would not help us. And I had a similar issue with a Facebook group, and the Facebook group had the software name in the group, right? So, like, let's say the software is is called Firefox, right? It would it was like Firefox, like user group was like the name of the group, and it had you know something on the order of like six thousand users. I had to actually file like a a copyright takedown saying that they were using our branding without our permission when that same guy decided to boot everyone off of there. And uh, he eventually gave everything back, which was, in my opinion, very nice of him, even though he's a douche. Um, yeah. It's very nice of him. But like, what do you do? And what we were we were six hours with these services being completely you know unreachable and, and destroyed. We were six hours in, and what the what the other admins had decided was, fuck it, we're just gonna create a new, we're just gonna make a new channel. Like we're just gonna inconvenience like thousands and thousands of people, and we're gonna make a new channel. So I know I'm like you know diving a lot into that, but I, I, I'm I'm with you. Like who owns? Um, you know your cloud your clown penis dot fart um, Facebook name, which is it's great that you own that, but uh, who actually owns it? Right, it's a good point. Um, it's just kind of fucking crazy, I guess. <clears throat> but I guess there's nothing really comparable to it. It's not like a bank account or anything like that. So, or a title to a, a piece of property, but. A good it's point. Also, it's, it's it's also more it's more, it's also way easier to casually murder somebody over this yeah. than the the other ones. Well, speaking of ownership um, and kind of shady business, uh, Phase Clan, which is an esports uh, team, I believe they're pretty popular for Counter Strike. But I know like they're they're competitive. Um, they're for Fortnite as well. They're big on the sports ball. Yes. So, well, not really. Actually, they're just big on esports, which is the opposite. On the ball, the ball. On the ball of sports. Yes. Um, so, <laughs> they have fired one member and suspended three more over. Uh, it's it, it's. They're calling the, the journalists are calling this alleged right now, but it's pretty much fucking all the all the evidence in the investigation that have happened pretty much have shown this is a pump and dump crypto uh, crypto scam. So essentially what happens is uh, there was this brand new crypto coin called Save the Kids and um, you know a percentage of the sales essentially went to this charity 
that would help kids. Um, and they hired a lot of these celebrities, three guys from the FaZe Clan um, team. I think Ricegum, who's a douchebag fucking YouTuber, was also a big part of this, and he's been in a, a countless scams before. So what they did was they got, you know, everybody, oh, buy this, buy this, to the moon, all this bullshit. Like, use a lot of, uh, I don't know, catchphrases, <laughs> um, you know, that made them seem like, oh, this is legit, this is legit. And then pretty much it was a calculated strike. They all went crazy on their Twitter. They were push, 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 push. You know, they were showing the graphs of it going up and how great an investment was going to be, telling everyone to hold it. And, and underneath, like, every tweet, they'd be like, uh, this is not financial advice. But it doesn't really matter if you put that um, because you're essentially what you're doing is what they did was they bought really, really low, um, and then they sold it at an incredible profit because once everyone had pumped up there, they sold off their shares, which significantly dropped. Uh, and then it just continued to drop, and it continued to fucking just dwindle and swirl down the down the tubes. Um, so they're currently, I believe there is an actual investigation, or there might be an actual investigation from some sort of a regulator. Uh, but actually, two YouTubers, uh, one of which I follow pretty closely, Some Ordinary Gamer, um, and uh, I'm, fucking, I'm fucking up his name, Coffee... I'll get back to that when you guys start talking about it. I'm taking up all this time. Coffeezilla and Spencer Cornelia. Yeah. So they, oh, well, me and Mudahar also, who's some ordinary gamer, they like tracked down their wallets, showed the timeline, and, you know, proved that this is the type of shit that happened. It's essentially, I mean, I don't know if you call it insider trading, but I think it kind of is. It absolutely is. And the only reason that they're, it's hard to punish this is because the, the pump and dump schemes are they're they're regulated when it comes to the stock market, but they're really we really don't know how to regulate these properly when it comes to the cryptocurrency. Well, actually, although, although no, it's essentially we, the same thing. Te technically, we do. We just do the Chinese model, which is death and rolling over the machines with with steamrollers. Mm -hmm. I mean, it it. Uh, it <sighs> this gets into a separate. Uh, you know, like, you know, there's the whole there's the whole like effective child gambling predation thing going on with the influencer side, but it's also like this is just you know, like they talk about bump it up, this is just cryptocurrency, right? I mean that's there 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 isn't one there what what is it? There are no good cryptocurrencies. <laughs> they all have they all effectively are either this or become this, right? Yeah, yeah and you make and a good point. Elon Musk has actually been accused of doing this, and I don't, I don't know if it was intentional on his part, but like him just saying, "Oh, you know what? We don't accept Bitcoin over at Tesla anymore because it's, uh, it, it's, it's not an efficient use use of electricity," and um. And because of that, it's just wasting it's wasting energy in the time of an energy crisis. He's like, well, we're not going to accept it anymore. Then all of a sudden, Bitcoin like like loses like twenty five percent of its value. That can be perceived as as manipulation. But he's even done it even stranger. Like he'll just like like just talk about Dogecoin. Like he'll just send a tweet out and he'll just like mention Dogecoin in it, and then all of a sudden it shoots through the roof again. So um, I know it's not the same as, as influencers telling you to go out and get it, 
But, oh, I mean, uh, just, it's definitely just, a gray area. Well, and uh, is it is it really different? I mean, other than the fact that Elon's not doing it on a fucking YouTube channel and Minecraft and, and Fortnite video, you know, like is it really that different? It's a, okay, so it's a little bit different. I so in the uh, general well, sense of things, I think it's similar. But that being said, he's not actually saying, you know. Yeah. Go buy this coin. Go buy this well, coin. Go buy this coin. Is is the pro- is the problem is the problem also like a, tr- a, a a a transitive thing? So you basically have direct, <laughs> circumstantially evident, you know, like malevolence, where you know they're ju- they're just being like fucking scam art. You know, like you know you're being low low tier scam artist, and then you have the Elon problem where it's effectively, I'm just trying to be a dude on the internet, like making the joke. Yeah. I don't. unfortunately, because I'm also like, um, I, I am, I've literally become a living meme Lord. People follow me because they're just not appreciating. I'm making a joke. I'm just, I'm just being silly. I think they're two separate things. I think with this face glance incident, they absolutely fucking knew what they were doing. They were looking to rob people of their money, and that's ultimately what it is. You are robbing your followers and your and the people well, I, that you influence. Again, then this goes back to, but isn't that effectively the core function of a crypto of a cryptocurrency? I mean, you could argue it's the core function of a of, of currency. No, <laughs> eh, I guess yes, of currency. But now you're digging a little too far in the weeds on that. Like I know, but you should be able to purchase something in good faith and hope that it will appreciate. Like that's how it's supposed to go. But you know. There's finite resources. Things don't last. Things come and go. Empires rise and fall. Right. So eventually, that the life that the unless you're a very rare commodity in this in this country's economy, um, it's gonna it's, it will eventually fall. It may take fifty years. It may take a hundred years. But it's eventually gonna. You know what I mean? It's not gonna be where it's at. You can't spend the entire time on top. However, this is this is a pump and dump. Right. This it's very clear. None of these people are incredibly intelligent that are involved. They're just very manipulative. Um, well, they actually this 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 one the guy that got fired and I'm fucking frank I'm blanking on his name. Um, the one that the one they actually they got rid of. He hired a lawyer and sent a cease and desist letter to Coffeezilla and claiming all these damages and stuff essentially as an intimidation factor. Now, luckily, pretty much everyone their mother who is a lawyer and has a law degree and can practice law in Texas has said. Oh please, let us fucking represent you, and we'll get all your damages back and get whatever we charge because it's incredibly stupid. But it's it's troubling. Like this is a this this is becoming a thing. I'm I'm worried about it. I'm this is we need. I do believe we have to get away from cryptocurrency. I think it, it was a kind of a great idea, but it's it's really like you said. It's it's kind of a trash. It's it's a it's way too volatile a market. You know what I mean? And essentially, you're. It's really shitty gambling, essentially. Like that, the house isn't even the house, and people that want to manipulate it have the complete ed- edge and advantage. I mean, you know, it, who who knew that something that was originally just designed to calculate salt tables for breaking passwords would end up, you know, just causing so much economic instability in the world? It's like swordfish, right? The movie, you know, like where they did, uh, they yeah. did the shell, where they did the shell companies, and they ended up being more profitable. You know, like 
Yeah. They made the bullshit shell companies and they ended up actually being like legitimately profitable. Yeah, well, because just because you created the crypto, I mean, you might you might become a millionaire, right? If you were early and on it, you made a lot. You might you might make a lot of money off of it, but everyone doesn't, right? There's no way for everyone to just yeah. get rich. I mean, there technically is like there's ways to reduce the costs and use things that you know end up being renewable or they're self maintaining. There's ways for us all to live richly, but yeah, I mean, the money, the whole idea of of a capitalistic society where um, those with more money get more things. Um, it's going to be those with power that end up with the money because if they don't have all of the crypto, then they'll just buy it. Um, and if they can manipulate the value of it, then they will. And if the law says that they can't, then they'll try their best to do it without getting caught. <laughs> and it's just the way that, 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 that economics work. So um, this happened more recently as well on July 19th with a different cryptocurrency, the uh, Doge wrap mm-hmm. uh, created by Lil Yachty and uh, also uh, heavily influenced by, and I, I'm sure a big, por- a big owner of it was uh fuck boys, soldier boy. He's the worst. Holy shit. Yeah. Talk about, well, talk about a talentless fucking goober who has like sh- ridden his shit. Like shit wasn't fucking- he the one selling, yeah, he is the king of fucking scams. It's the same thing, though. It's the same concept. It's a bunch of rappers that are popular, not necessarily good rappers, but just popular no, rappers, rappers that have kind of maintained in the, the limelight. It's, it's 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 peak parish social guy smacking his fucking demo tape in Times Square, sticking yeah. it in your hand, and like, oh, now now that I mm-hmm. signed it, you gotta buy it. But they did the same thing. Yeah. They talked it up. This new coin. It's totally 100% percent li- uh, liquidable. I think it said they had it had a a limit of like seven trillion fucking coins or some shit units or some shit. Just some bullshit. Just, just buy it, just buy some fucking arcade tokens. Just, Get the giant. Just buy some silver or something. Just buy a fucking silver bar and sleep on it. I don't fucking know. Arcade tokens I, are a cool analogy. <laughs> of yeah, course, at least really you are. still have the. Of course, you still have the token at the end of the day. You can right. play Monopoly are, with them or something. Are, 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 are you familiar with Pachinko? Yes, no. the ch- Japanese gambling. Yes, I, I am. Well, it's not. But, g- but so so yeah. the, the the gist is is that um, although Konami was doing their very best to get it legalized in Japan for the Olympics. Uh, gambling is illegal, or machine gambling is, is is illegal in Japan, like constitutionally. So their workaround is they came up with pachinko, which is kind of just the thing. But you have it's these the pachinko t- it's pop- the raffle tickets from from an yeah. arcade. <laughs> but you then go over across the street and convert the raffle tickets into a prize, which then you sell back to the place that you bought it from from with the tickets to get cash because then it's not gambling so essentially Mm -hmm. they have these cool machines with tons of lights just like a casino machine you throw your money into the machine you win the currency that you win are these silver balls you then take your silver balls go to the shop next door say i want to buy this with all these pachinko balls they sell it to you and you immediately say i actually want to sell you back for the cash the cash value that's fantastic that is, weird that is workaround. that is that no and that is cryptocurrency that is effectively cryptocurrency that is i mean yeah we're, we're as long as i do it through a hole in the sheet at least <laughs> with at least though with with pachinko balls at least you know 
that that guy is going to be selling like a toy gun or something for. I mean, that's that's you know, true. It, the, it's a it's a significantly you, less crypto, volatile market. <laughs> yeah, with crypto, you don't know. Like, like, like I don't think I think if any of us, you know, 10, 15 years ago, um, if any of us knew that one Bitcoin was going to be worth thirty thousand U.S. dollars to twenty thousand U.S. dollars, even at its low, like fifteen thousand U.S. dollars, I think we all would have been making Bitcoin back then. We at least would have bought some off of yeah, I would, I, for sure. I, I, I would have just bought more and more boxes of uh, Alpha Magic the Gathering. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but was are you getting the same appreciation? Yes. Yeah, like a box that, what were they, like 60, 70 bucks back then, Gunner? Yeah. They're like 20000 now. I, I still think the crypto wins. I think for, for, for 50 US dollars, uh, thirty-nine thousand five hundred five hundred dollars as of, as of today. Yeah, I think you could have bought. I think you could have bought hundreds of thousands of those those Bitcoin. You know what I mean? Like, and you wouldn't have to worry about something. Yeah, they're not going to degrade. You know what I mean? With with physical media like cards, like something happens, an accident happens, and they get wet. No, or, I just you know I mean? just mean straight percentages. Like 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 you know, you're talking about spending fifty dollars in turning. Um, turning it into twenty thousand versus spending one dollar and turning it into into thirty thousand. You know, you see, what I'm saying. I see what you're saying, but I mean, that's and you could have said that, that for Google. One dollar said that for Disney, right? That one dollar, yeah. But the crazy thing with Bitcoin is, is that one dollar didn't buy you one Bitcoin back then. That one dollar could buy you thousands. Yeah. So it's really like like a fraction of a penny. It's you. Thirty thousand U.S. dollars. That amount of appreciation in that short amount of time is why people like um, um, the 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 uh, the rap artists that you mentioned, um, Soldier Boy, and who was it, Little Yachty? Little Yachty, yeah, yeah. It's like that's why they can go and say this because within people's lifetime, they missed out on these opportunities. You know what I'm saying, and those opportunities. Yes, it's nice to do the Magic the Gathering and have it have it appreciate that much, and that is a lot, right? That's more than anyone probably could have comprehended back then. But Bitcoin has done that, like true rags to riches, insanity. You're not you buy a couple of those packs for fifty bucks, you're going to have some cash to spend, but you're not going to be a billionaire. Right. I I agree, but as far as entering the arena, like Yeah. A who knew about Bitcoin until it blew up? You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Magic was an established game that people knew that when they were buying these, these yeah. eventually one day will be collectors items. Could they know they're going to be yeah. worth so much? No. Right. But as far as gaining entry and access to yeah. purchasing those things, yeah, Bitcoin the perceived was, value, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, you're right. You're right. The paper alone actually was worth some money. Where's the Bitcoin? Like, what What the fuck? Are, why are you spending cash on this fucking thin air stuff that so, you can't that even get a said, Domino's pizza with? I used to think, um, and I still kind of do, like, you know, casinos are kind of grimy. They fuck people over. But at least casinos have to guarantee, you know what I mean, that they're going to yeah. gonna pay. Yeah. Like, you know what you're getting into. You know what you're pot potentially you, losing. You, you, know the you know the mathematics. Or yeah, so. If you care to look the mathematics on the level of fuckery that you're about to be, yeah, because you're about to be taken on. 
regulated. Right. There's just no accountability with crypto. And, mm-hmm. and frankly, with a lot, there's not enough accountability with stocks and things like that. But that being said, fuck. Can you uh, imagine if the casino handled it that way? It's like, oh, no, you know, you can either... <laughs> You can either gamble that dollar here or, you know, you're our first customer. You can just let us keep it now. And then 10 years from now, that dollar, you know, we just see what that dollar is worth. And then you come back and you're, they're like, yeah, you're, it turns out that your dollar is now worth, uh, you know, like, like $1,900. And you're like, oh, okay. Um, do you want to keep your $1,900 in <laughs> or do you want to, do you want to take your $1,900 out? And it's like, well, I don't know. Um, I don't know what I want to do. Well, it's, it's an the, odd the, thing. The worst thing about these smaller cryptos, like these pump and dump cryptos, it's not even like if you made. It's not like they have. You can't trade them anywhere. Like no one's taking the, uh, no one's taking the fucking the the Doge wrapper coin as a form of payment. No one legit anyway. You know. No, no, it's it's all it's all on the it, it it's all on the exchange, which that's why this really what we're talking about really is a stock exchange. It's yeah. just a stock exchange where it's there. There's not really the idea of value that we usually have when you own a portion of a company. It's more of the emotional attachment to whether or not that currency will succeed, and that's a, that's why it's so volatile because it's it's emo it's. It's emotion only for the most part. Now, once you create market dominance like Bitcoin has, it now it no longer has a perceived value. It actually has an actual value as well. Yeah, they, but they yeah, a lot of these. Rules. Right, right. Um, and that's so, why Doge was so was so crazy. I mean, I, yeah. I want to say like like several of our friends. I remember they were discussing it on on, on one of the other Discord channels and. Like one of them, like made like thousands of dollars off of Dogecoin when uh, Elon Musk was on SNL, and they're like, "Do we dump, or do we do we keep it in there? Like, what do we do?" I dumped way early, and I still made you know hundred hundred plus dollars, so I was happy with that. Now, granted, I could have made a lot more, but eh, it is what it is. That being said, as far as ownership is concerned, Gunner, you uh, there's a Delta pilot that's extremely pissed off and suing for a billion. A billion dollars. You go into a little more detail about that. So, uh, this gentleman, uh, you know, kind of decided to proceduralize a informal process that they had to kind of amongst the pilot. So, you know, a lot of jobs they have turnover, right? Mm -hmm. So, he took it upon himself to kind of make a make you actually no come up with how a tool would work to perform that process in a more automated way then paid another guy or you know another uh, another uh, another company or whatever to write this app to use amongst the amongst his fellow pilots based on a similar kind of platform that they had already created. Well, y- 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 oh, no. So what, okay. what, 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 what the, the gist of it is, is that effectively, well, effectively he reinvented Slack, but, um, it was specifically for pilot related tasks. So, you know, like you're, you're, you're coordinating who's on what flights, uh, you know, just like your checklist, that, that, that sort of, th- you know, the, the 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 repeatable stuff that's part of just 
daily operations of being a pilot. Because sure. pil- pilots' lives are checklist. I mean, like that, you know, like, uh, you know, other than other than other than the the awesome, you know, jet age captains of the sky, everything about being in a flight crew is looking at a list and making sure that somebody signed for it. So he paid this other company to make this app for him. You know, he's a decent amount of money. It's like a hundred thousand dollars, something like that. Yeah, hundred grand. Uh, he, you know, other pilots thought this was awesome. They started using it, uh, you know, on a, on a pretty regular basis. He talked to Delta management to see like, if they would be interested in buying this thing. And, you know, like there were some discussions about it and then El- Delta, you know, like the discussions dropped off, like, you know, for like, I think it was about a year, but two years later, Delta rolled out their own implementation of this the, this concept, and dude immediately proceeded to file a lawsuit. You know, like for a billion dollars, alleging that Delta stole his messaging mm-hmm. app. Uh, never mind that there's no code. You know, there's no, there's no code being exchanged, and it's it's the equivalent of again. Like saying that I stole I stole Slack or Skype because I use an open source messaging protocol yeah. to write a messaging app. Yeah. And I, I so you know it's 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 not quite saying like a baker suing you because you made a loaf of bread. Or because he says that he invent you know, like he owns the concept of bread. But I, I guess it's like how, so. It, it it's it's one thing to oh, sorry, it's like it's it, but it's one it's one thing to say like I stole an invention, if you're the person who actually made it. Yes. But right. when you when you when you're the PM who came up with a project and then said you know basically says I need I need you to make this thing that does this and then you don't do the work of actually doing it are you technically the inventor because it's not there's not any unique technology but even even if it was even if it was right even if it was unique what what this comes down to and i think it's a very interesting problem when it comes to intellectual property is does does you solving that problem is you like saying I want to solve this problem, a problem that anyone that you work with could probably sit down and describe the same problem, right? In this case, what they call messaging software. So yeah, kind of like like Slack or Discord, but with c- kind of like a to-do list in it, right? Um, you're talking about catering, cleaning, fueling, Accounting for how many carry-ons you have, the checked bags, inspecting the aircraft. Like you, what you're talking about is you're talking about the workflow of flying a of, plane. Of, of flying a plane, right? And this is workflow that has been industry known for so long that you could get somebody who who's been a flight attendant for a week, be like, "I want to make an app that makes your job easier. What would it do?" 
they'll be like, oh, well, you know, <laughs> and then they start listing the same things that this guy's app did. And the question really comes is, it, there's a couple of problems here. No, number one is that Delta actually offers this like weird incubator program, right? Didn't they, didn't they like encourage this of their employees? Wasn't that part of the problem here? Gunner? Um, I, I, well, I, I'm not sure if it was the incubator thing, but they, they did, he, he did talk to his, he did talk to management who had said that they were kind of interested, they were, they were interested in the concept and then dropped it for a couple of years and then came out with their own effective duplicate of the functionality, you know, like the duplicate of it. And I say duplicate, it's, you know, it's, it's, see, maybe this is where we're biased too. Cause you know, like this is a software thing, but it's like, this isn't. They, they had already built this like rabbit MQ was already in existence. Q. What, yeah, what it's, crew it's, live it's, sounds like was just a fucking reskin with a few more specific tools. Well, um, I mean, it's it's not that that's it's you know it's it's like talking about like building a web app, you know, like it it it, it, it rabbit rabbits rabbit is a framework for doing that kind of stuff, but I mean, like yeah. there there is there is you know, rabbit's like it's more of the protocol, so it's like. Um, it's like email, right? I know I need to send an electronic message to you. And then what do I use? Well, fortunately, there's a standardized way to do that. Um, and it's called uh, simple messaging service or whatever, whatever or, or, um, or uh, simple, man tra simple mail transfer protocol or post office, office protocol, right? So there's, there's underlying protocols that you can choose when you know that you need to send something from one place to another. And RabbitMQ is just the protocol that that person chose. That's really a technological decision. And it does kind of weaken the argument, but that's if the invention is the tool, right? You can't fault him for using other yeah. tools to build that tool. No. And this, you know, so I, I think what, I think the reason that this strikes home with a lot of people is because I think that it can be perceived that Delta, that Delta cherry picked someone stole, else's, one of their stole, own, stole his, stole his idea, pitched to them. But in reality, what Gunnar and I know th th this happens a lot is these companies were actually talking about it for years. And, you know, in the case of the, um, um, you know, like some of the, some of the, the grounding issues that we had with all of the planes had to stop at once, you know, whether it was for the pandemic or whether it was for, for, uh, for some other type of, um, of technical failure. That's when it's like, you know what, this would have been a lot easier if we had this app, you know, if we just had ways to, to communicate with people easier. Um, the other thing too, and, and I don't know if anyone like is talking about this, but like Wi-Fi in airplanes is still, I feel like it's still kind of like a relatively new thing. I mean, do you guys agree with that? So for yeah. all of this checklist to be inside, tied up inside an app, um, you kind of need data for that. And if you remember in 2001, the only reason that those text messages from those, from the terrorist hijacked planes, um, the only reason those text messages made it out on those planes in 2001, so we're talking 20 years ago, was because the planes were so low that the cell phones were actually within tower range. Yeah. Right. So the whole idea of like having like an app that works while you're traveling through the sky like a Greek god is still a relatively 
uh, uh, new luxury uh, that we have on those planes. So, you know, it's like, then you have to stop and say, well, what is the idea itself? Like, is it that unique where it's like, oh yeah, they stole it from him. Or could they have just gone to any employee of their company that has to deal with these issues day to day? I think part of the problem too, is that effectively all of the management in these companies are, you know, either just like the banality of evil or straight up, like just gross. And, you know, the, the, the just, they've they've become very bad at being airlines so the problem is is that it's easy to make them villains and gunner i i i know you usually take that perspective that like corporations are just well, inherently no, evil well and no i but although I'm, i I'm, largely I'm, agree with that i'm actually i'm I, i'm saying i'm saying that part of this is that they're trying he's trying to pitch this is these yeah. fuckers stole my thing right and right, right, right. It's easy to like do this fucking like illogical assignment to it, but brass tacks is that no, uh, you know, like he there isn't a lot that he brought to the table, and it's certainly not a billion dollars fucking worth. What's the famous Unix lawsuit that that keeps coming back up? SCO, SEO, SCO, and this reminds me a little bit of that problem, and the idea is that hey we put a lot of money into buying a lot of stuff and we just expected everyone to buy it. But it turns out people decided that they were going to buy something else. So then SEO is like, well, then why do we buy everything? If we're not going to get any money out of it, we're going to have to sue because how else are we going to get our money back? Oh, and, and, and like, come and, and come want- to find out we don't even own the thing that we technically are suing you over, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, I'm sorry, pilot, but you took a gamble and you lost. And there's a good chance that your app could have succeeded and it could have been the best. I mean, I would have told you right off of the bat that your name sucks. Like the name is crew live, but he spells crew Q R E W. I mean, you know, you know why that is. So they can have that bullshit trademark, you know, like the pro like, and maybe this is, this is a thing too. Like in, you know, you as a you as an independent business owner, you can kind of speak to that. Maybe you can speak to this, but the problem is, is that he was approaching it like he had a fucking product right from the get go, and he didn't. You know, like he was like, I have a business. You know, like he 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 did that whole thing where he went into this acting like I already have a business ready to go. You're gonna you're gonna buy this product, and it's like no 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 you no you don't. You have to eat. Well, well, he's, a pilot. He's, he's a pilot, he's a, but he wants he to become the next. He wants to become the next Steve Jobs because everyone does. Yeah, I mean nobody but, really does. <laughs> nobody but, really but, does. I mean, he, he the man died. The, the, the man died at, at a fairly young age. I, yes. I think that the amount of stress of running one of the world's largest uh, corporations took a toll on his life. That might not be true. Um, his, you know, was it pancreatic cancer he ended up dying of? Um, yeah, well, I don't know. no, he, he had, he had a, he had an iteration of it that actually was relatively treatable. He just didn't want to do the prescribed, you know, conventional yeah. medicine yeah. to, to do there's, it. There's also something to be said 
like you want to become the next Steve Jobs. What like what in your fucking life and your career has ever proven that you had that you, you, the you, talent you, yeah. of fucking his pinky? Well, that you it, could be, uh, become the next well, one. Yeah. And, and 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 here's here's the here's the gist, which is that like when you did QZ before you had your big customers, you had a lot of small customers, right? Or you had a decent number of small customers. You are an existing business. It's hard, you know. I'm one person coming out of the middle of fucking nowhere saying, look at this awesome thing that I made and you're the only person I'm talking to right now. Mm-hmm. You're fucked. You need to have an existing business before you start swimming with sharks because that's because it, it's, it's, it's oh, effectively kind of an I analogy. It's to, like, to, 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 it's, it's what it's I call like it. Um, it's like Uber tackling New York city, right? Yeah. You need to, you need to prove the business work. The business model works in a small city. And then move into a larger city and then a larger city. And then when you have to come up against Yellow Cab, you're like, hey, knock, knock. Yeah, we're a little tech company, but we're going to put all of your fucking taxis out of business. And it's not because we want those taxi drivers to stop driving. They can drive for Uber. But the world has spoken and they want to do things through this app and they don't want to wave you down or call a phone number. Is these these younger people don't even don't even dial phone numbers. <laughs> they want to use an app, use an app for it. And and you're completely right. What this guy should have done is he should have infiltrated the airspace. He should have infiltrated it from, no pun intended. from from the from the bottom and worked his way up. And, and, and what I mean is is he should have created sec- secure workspaces for the employees to access on their phones. And then once they realized that, that this was a viable solution for the business, then they could have, the, the scale could have tipped over to his favor and the Delta would be like, hey, you know what? This is fantastic. Can we buy it from you? But, you know, it, you're dealing with fucking flights, right? It, it, it's something that by nature has to be secure. And if everyone is using this underground fucking text messaging app yeah. that some rogue pilot made, now he's fucking fired. So it actually, like, you know, back to like the companies are evil thing. It's like, it actually is really difficult. It's fucking really hard. It's really hard to pitch a product at a big company it has way more resources than you do and hope that they pick yours. And, uh, and what's interesting is, you know, my, my company has a similar, has a similar story where I decided to take something that, that, that my employer needed. And I decided to, to, to do it on my own. And when they came back to me and asked me for help integrating a newer version of my product that I wrote at my home, I'm like, yeah, I, that's fine. But it proved that there was a business model and it proved it with these little tiny baby steps. Um, right. And also, and, 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 it just can't be market saturation either. I mean, if there's already right. other competing products, there can't be market saturation, or else you, you, well, you, you got to spend way too much money on on acquisition. You it, have to develop the street cred, right? Like you have yeah. to yeah, well, show yeah, that you exactly. put the work in. You know what I mean? Like because actually, have, here's a question I have for you, Trace. Sorry. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead, Gunner. Well, it, you have to have that precedent. Basically, you can't you can't say that somebody stole something from you if you've not already established value for an ephemeral concept, right? Like you, you, you know, it, it, it's right. I, you, you, exactly. You have to like you're yeah. And I'm saying the same. I'm saying effectively the same thing. You have to you have to you have to make your bones to right. to, to, to to prove that this is a thing. Versus, I just gave you I I give you this 
maybe awesome thing for free because I don't know what I'm doing. And I guess my question, Trace, I mean, you've been doing QZ for, God, how long now? Eight years. Yeah. So, and, you, you know, slowly but surely growing, growing, growing. Is there a point where, I know when you first started, it was like, you know, if somebody really wanted to, they could just copy my code and I'd pretty much be fucked. I, I don't have the thing. Is there a point, a tipping point where if someone actually did just rip your code off completely for the, for your product, that you would actually have a legitimate like, like argument that actually, no, I've been successfully upgrading and maintaining this code and literally somebody stole it and I think I've, I'm entitled to, to something for it. You know, it's, it's, it's a very interesting question. Um, it really gets more into software licensing sure. um, and, and intellectual property. So, and it also comes down to the value, right? So a lot of people perceive the value in the idea, but that's actually, that's actually often not where the value comes from. It's utility is the real value, right? It, it can be the utility. Um, but most often it comes down to what is actually proprietary. So what is something that the company like actually has that's actually like very, very expensive to reproduce. And mm. a lot of people think that it's just, Oh, it's the code that I wrote. Right. So like it's the, it's the app that I wrote that manages airplanes or whatever. I didn't write an app that manages airplanes, but you know, the idea it's like, Oh, well it's this idea because I thought of how to solve this idea and I was the first one to say it. Therefore I deserve everything. And it's like, well, your idea really, unless it's extremely complex to solve that problem, I don't think that we should be issuing as a, as a country actually. And as, as a, as a world, I don't think that we should be issuing, um, patents on software when all the software does is it just solves a problem that everyone already knew about but it does it in a way that anyone would have done right it's i don't think it's a novel idea i, I you know like like have you noticed that when you're um like if you're in a kitchen and you in and it's a newer kitchen and you shut one of the drawers it shuts softly like, have you noticed that yeah how many times did people have to listen to a loud slamming drawer before they're like, well, you know what? It turns out that we could figure out a way to make this softer. Well, the invention was actually something very simple. Like maybe it was just a small curl to the metal. How long can you live your life saying that, that, that you're the only one that's allowed to make that right? It, there has to be something so special about it that you can claim intellectual property over it and say, no, this was a lot of research and I want to get my money back and I'm going to patent this design. If you just put little like rubber, like bumpers behind the, the drawer, right? It's just hitting rubber when it closes. Is, does that really constitute something that can be patented? And, and, and this is part of the problem, right? When it comes to to, to being granted a patent. That's why, you know, you can get a utility patent or you can get a design patent and the design patent's easy, mm -hmm. right? 
That way you can't make the curve in your, in your drawer the exact same as mine. The utility patent is much more difficult because then somebody has to read that and say, no, this is actually, this is actually a utilitarian function that took a lot of R&D to design. Somebody else would never stumble upon this on their own. Therefore, they're granted this patent. So with my software, I actually went the other way around. I made it open source so anyone can take it. The license that I offer it under Anyone can take it, which means that any company could do exactly as we do and make money off of it. But the reason that they don't is because our proprietary product is actually our service. And it's because it turns out that it's actually quite difficult to offer, in our, in our case, um, we're offering support to programmers, right? And these programmers could be using a whole bunch of different computer languages, and we're able to support them in all of those languages. And that support actually is pretty tricky because it requires a very, oh. very specific proprietary knowledge of the hardware that we talk to. In our case, it's printers usually. Um, and, and a lot of it is like, like my brother Light and I, we actually read the programming manuals for those. So not only is it proprietary a proprietary thing that we sell, but it's literally proprietary. Like the printer's manuals in them actually say like, like you cannot reproduce this without our permission. Right. right. So, so what happens is somebody buys the product because it, it solves some utilitarian function that anyone could do. But then when they have trouble with it, yeah. they're talking with like that service guy that just happens to know Samsung dryers. We're that guy that happens to know the hardware. So what happens is, is they stay with us because these printer manufacturers don't actually offer this consulting service. So it's an odd, um, it's an odd bait and switch, right? They pick us for the utility, but they never leave us because it costs less for them to pay our subscription and have light reply with the exact answer that they needed to center align something on this proprietary printer than, um, than it would be for them to solve that problem on their own and they'll never get an answer from the manufacturer. So we're actually more in the service industry, <laughs> oddly, right? Yeah, than we yeah. are in like the application invention industry. Uh, our application is not only knockoffable, is it's deliberately left out there so that anyone could take it and knock it off. Um, and they could, they could do whatever they want with it. But because we've set our, our services and our price point, um, it's cheaper for them to hire us as that, you know, as the, the dryer repair guy, it's cheaper for them to hire us than for them to have somebody on staff that knows that keeping somebody on staff to know what we know generally would cost that company between one and $200,000 a year for a single employee to have that, that amount of proprietary knowledge. And they would only be employing him. Like they would only be using him like, like maybe a day a week. Right, it would be a small, yeah. very, very small amount. Well, so uh, we happen to have a very unique. So, so in, in our case, we wouldn't go after somebody who stole our software because uh, because it's open source. It's kind of like saying if you and I decided that we wanted to take Firefox, right, the web browser, which is also open source, or Chrome, Google Chrome, and we wanted to create our own web browser and sell it, could they come after us? And the answer is they actually can't. But everyone trusts Firefox and Chrome. They would never go to us. And what my goal was when I created that company was I wanted to be I wanted to be the Chrome or the Firefox or whatever of printing. And uh, 
and because we hit the market early, um, you know, the product kind of became that. So we became, we, we became the brand, uh, that anyone could knock off. Um, but people, people stick with us because it's, we've turned it more into like a service. Yeah. I hope that answers it. That, that did answer the question. <laughs> what do we have for time? I think we, uh, we got like time. five minutes left. Let's try it. Let's, let's try and let's try and go over the last, uh, the final, um, the, ma- the masters of the universe. You know, we the don't moment. have an overtime topic, so let's let's just so let's just do of, this. Yeah, the moment of power. I have the power by the power of grace, though. Grace call. Um. So, uh, Kevin Smith, uh, the director, you know, Mallrats, Clerks, Clerks Two, Dogma, um, played a large role in writing for some of and producing uh, for Netflix uh, a reboot of uh masters of the universe series um so while this was going on there was a uh an insider outlet some sort of a media outlet that researches things in nerd culture specifically called clownfish they got with an insider on go ahead no 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 i I have nothing i have nothing to add at the moment okay Go, go forth so Clownfish got in touch with an insider that was working on the project, on the Masters of the Universe project. And they said, you know, really, this is not about He-Man. I know the trailer features a lot of He-Man and Prince Adam um, and Orko and things in those, those original characters, uh, Man-at-Arms. Um, Duncan, I think his actual name is. But, but the reality is this is more of a spinoff, and it's really about Tila, who is a... I mean, Tila's like a background character, essentially, uh, in, in, the regu- in the original He-Man series. She's a side character. She's not the main character. Can we agree on that? Yeah. Well, she, she's, as much as, she's as much a main character as Man-at-Arms is. Yes. She's, yeah, just like Man-at-Arms, just like Orko, just like the Sorceress. Much the sorceress. She's, a, she's not the main character, right? No one watched He-Man to watch Tila. No one watched He-Man to watch Orko or Man-at-Arms. Or any anything like that. He Man, and I would argue, He Man and Shira, essentially the two famous um, characters from Master of the Universe. So when you, Clownfish, you, you, but but not Fistor, no, the man, the Fistor. man, or Ram Man, or oh. Beast Man. Um, so that being said, Clownfish posts this inf- insider information. Kevin Smith literally, as many would view, no, fuck it. He told a lie. He posted that I've wrote several of the scripts. I can guarantee you that that He Man is not taking um a is not like taking a seat on the bench. This is absolutely a He Man story. Um, you know he's not being sidelined. So the series premieres. Um. And everyone's like, uh, what the fuck? You killed He-Man off in the first episode, as well as Skeletor. And the rest of the episodes, it is legitimately about Tila. You even killed off fucking Orko. Spoiler alerts, but this thing is shit anyway, from what I can see. So I, I shouldn't be breaking your heart that badly. So he gets a lot of hate for this, like a lot of hate. Um, and he uh, he pretty much backtracks a little bit, tries to... 
I don't know. He goes to this Comic Con thing, a Comic Con type convention. It's really just a panel discussion uh, about this show, and he addresses it. Um, and he's kind of like throwing himself. Well, this is what they did to the boys too. Not, which is not the case at all. The boys was extremely successful. Um, there was no lying about it. Uh, people gave it a hard time for whatever reason. Maybe, maybe bombed it because it was super graphic, but and maybe changed a few things. But he essentially he's manipulating. He says, "Oh, you know, it's, how is it not based on He-Man? He sacrificed himself. He became, you know, a mess- messianic character. Um, it's based all on He-Man, but it's that's not the fucking truth. Like that's not the case. So he's getting panned pretty hard because it kind of seems like uh, he lied completely about it because it was all along about Tila, which, which they should have just been honest about. And he also uh, he he also." I mean, has kind of gone on record in the past saying that he never really was into He-Man. And then, like, while he was working on this project, he kind of, like, turned face, or, or he kind of, like, said more recently, oh, I loved He-Man. I was a huge, huge fan of the of the, uh, of the series, which is also seems kind of lame. And when he got confronted on that, he pretty much said, no one, you know, no one that has the money gives a shit whether I liked He-Man or not, essentially. That's the gist. Yeah, so so it sounds like he's mostly guilty of lying. I so I I actually have my own take. Um, Kevin Smith, at least as far as this stuff goes, has always been a fucking hack. Really? Like I don't know. So there's 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 two things, which is that there's the kind of infamous. So Kevin Smith has distinction of um. He invented, or yeah, invented, what is it? He created a character for DC called Onomatopoeia, who's like a Green Arrow slash Batman villain. But his whole bit is he's like the Joker, but he can only talk in Onomatopoeias. Onomatopoeias. So like, out, or so like, bang, boom. Yes. Yeah. But, Blarch. So, Big so like again, you know, back earlier two thousands, he or you know the twenty twenty ten ten the twenty aughts not the twenty aughts the twenty tens but so he did the he did two comics so he did a Green Arrow series for DC. All this hype got to like the seventh book or the sixth book, where it literally ends with. Anamapia slitting the throat of this one main character in the story, and he just fucking ghost DC after that. <laughs> Two years later, he's got one for uh, he's got one for uh, Marvel where he's he got he got, he got to do a Spider Man book, and he got four books in. He has Spider-Man overdosing from heroin after falling off a falling off a building. Ghost Marvel. You know, like it, this is this is a guy who has not, you know, like other than doing clerks, you know, like other than doing the 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 the, the view universe and stuff like that. He is he enjoys consuming this stuff. He's been very dog shit at actually 
playing in this playing in this toy box, as it were. Aren't we talking about two things here? One of them is whether he did a successful job. Right? Well, uh, okay. I think you're and, citing. I mean, please let me finish. I'm I sorry. think you're citing. I think you're citing examples of where he intentionally sabotaged the work that he was supposed to be doing, and he let down his fans. The uh, other one is lying to their face, and I think that's that's really the point of of a lot of this, right? I mean, there's it's 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 twofold, right? One of them is that he was hiding the fact that he was switching the main the main character out for 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 another character. Right. He was hiding that. He was deliberately hiding that from people. That you could almost say was a sabotage. But it's one thing when he hides it, it's another thing when he lies. And from 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 what I'm reading of of the people that are really outraged about this, most of them aren't as concerned about the gender switch as they are about how he misled them. Is that am I capturing that properly, Wade? So so here's here's the deal. So the hardcore He-Man fans that just love all of it, would they okay. I guess the point, there's a couple of points that they make and that they have made. A, kind of in line with what Gunnar is saying, by doing this, you don't give a shit about He-Man. And the, the, way right. they're, the reason they're saying that is, you could have just said this is a spinoff series about Tila, and He-Man could, could still exist in the canon, and uh -huh. everyone would be happy with it. They're like, oh, you know what? This is kind of cool. We get to see Eternia, a little bit more of Eternia, um, through a different eye, uh, eye set. This is not about the gender thing. Post-apocalypse, post, you know, like, oh, fuck, you know, like, we're, we're, you know, things have gone really bad. Yeah, but you, instead, you completely, you did, you're right, Trace, like, you completely lied about the, about what the plot was of this. Like, and didn't even lie, got caught, and then just doubled down on the lie. And B, you fucking killed off the main character of this universe. Like, well, you, why, like, if, and then what they're serious about is. solely responsible for that, though? That's the uh, part that I'm. That's a bit odd to me. Like, is he solely responsible fucking, for that? Because he's not who hired him for this? Netflix did. So does can't Netflix own a little bit of the fact that he, that 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 they're okay with him killing off He Man? Netflix. Well, a I don't know how much creative control Kevin Smith had. Uh, I mean, he sounds like he he wrote four of the scripts, so he had a good amount of control. I believe it's only a seven or eight episode series, so <laughs> he may have been responsible for killing He Man off. And it sounds like he was actually responsible for it because he said in his own words, "You know, this is the this is the he, this is like Jesus Christ sacrificing himself. This is like it's essentially it sounds like he was part of the creative force to do that." What's what's maddening to a lot of the big fans, which I'm not, but I understand if you if you love something and like something and you're a big fan of it, when somebody comes in that is not a fan, it doesn't sound like really it was never a fan at all, kills your fucking main character so he can use that as a foil to just jump onto another one because someone there, it sounds like the reason they lied about this is because someone there, you know, had an alternative agenda essentially for Tila, which is yeah, it is what it is. Like but like I said, no one, none of the, none of the hardcore fans are pissed that it's about Tila. They're pissed that you killed their fucking main character <sighs> for really no good goddamn reason, and you, you didn't tell them straight up. Like this is actually from this is Tila's story. You know, this is the, this is the side character's story essentially. You know, they put in. They also, they throughout the show. It sounds like I didn't watch it because it's trash. But well, from what I understand, it's trash. Um. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like there was a lot of like, like her whole, 
she's all pissed because Prince Adam never told her that he was He-Man. But he literally kept the secret to protect all his friends. So she's kind of just a spoiled, rotten bitch. But aside from that, it's a lot of, I guess, a lot of, like, jabs at, like, Prince Adam and He-Man the whole time. Essentially as if there's, um, essentially as if there's, there's, uh, like the, like you're spitting on his grave or walking all over his grave after you've killed off the character. In fact, apparently, I think in episode four or five, they, they reanimate uh, Prince Adam only to kill him again in the same episode. So it's kind of like it's fucking weird, man. And it's it's not it, it's not really super respectful of the source. And I think this is where Gunner is saying, yeah, this guy jumps into these things because everyone gives him the street cred, which this is news to me. I I always thought kind of I mean he opened up a fucking Comic book no, shop no, and no, made, a, made a television a, show. He's a fan, right? But, but when he actually actual, gets down to when he's supposed to roll up his sleeves, yeah, when he's supposed to roll up his sleeves, he gets in too deep and he just fucks. He just fucks it up. I, I've, I mean, I've only seen like the fan, the 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 cult classics. Yeah, the old eighties really much movie further than that, Surface. Right? Yeah, so so like I, mean, I remember watching Clerks, which was terrible acting. It was. um really poor it was i mean it was fixed camera right there was no one walking around for with a camera for any of the scenes and it was super low budget um and it really it there really wasn't anything great about clerks um the only thing that was really great about it is it did expose a couple of interesting actors ones of which i i, I think like like i think the wrong ones went out to do more films um <laughs> but like the guy with the backwards hat was my favorite, my favorite character uh, from, yeah, he was my favorite character from clerks. It wasn't silent Bob. Like I thought silent Bob did and still does not act. Like I, I don't feel like he really qualifies as an actor. And I actually feel the same way about silent Bob. Like he would always throw himself in there. And a lot of, a lot of uh, writer directors do that. They throw themselves in there, but I never thought he was like the stellar actor. Right. Even though he was supposed to be like the main characters because they were, for some reason, Jane silent Bob were like the, the they were the memorable parts of all the movies. Yeah, and well, the I mean, parts yeah. of the movies. Kevin, but, see, silent Bob is Kevin Smith. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. a little quieter. <laughs> yeah. It's not an acting. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so I like, I, I, I wouldn't know what to expect if somebody told me he was animating a series, but uh, he did do, didn't he do a, uh, a Jay and silent Bob? I, I think we covered this. Didn't he come out with a Jay and silent Bob, uh, animated series or something like that? I believe that? it was a clerk's animated series and clerks. Jay and silent Bob were like the, the four on the four at the forefront. And, and, and how, and how did that do? Like, is that still going? Did it, no, did it I think die after the this, first season? I, I honestly, I'd never watched an episode. All which. Right. Go ahead, Gunner, because you got more information on this. Than well, I I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm reading the so spoilers. Part of this is, I, I, I think there's, there's three things. Ha there's three, there's three problems occurring simultaneously, which is that one, Kevin Smith is infamous. It, it, going back to that, Kevin Smith is infamous for fucking sticking his unmentionables too deep. And then pan panic, doing a panic pullout at the end. There is a significant portion of the internet that wants to be mad about this. 
you know yeah as far e- as not real fans as far as like people that are trying to pull out more of the the divisiveness the okay the elf in the room the fucking essentially what's led to be the lesbian relationship between tila and her friend well i i'm not even going that far i mean like i just just the the angry you know the 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 woke band so you know you're talking you, you really you got to watch the show and i say so you're talking about they bring brings adam back is the at, prince at, the, 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 when they bring him back to kill him it's at the it's at the cliffhanger it's at the 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 end of the the mid-season there is that literally it, it's the equivalent of like he came back from valhalla knowing that he was going to die to save the planet to, 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 you know, like forever die, you know, like you can't go back. Yeah. You can't go it's, back. It's fucking, pl- that shit is played out though. I know. Like, it's not original. It's poorly written. I, I'm, I'm just like, <laughs> and, and the thing, well, the thing is, is that like, you know, and you talk about like how you, you always say like, you got the right idea. There's a lot of hackery going on, you know, like the, the, the vein, you know, if you were going to, if you were going to, if you were serious about doing a story, in a universe that's populated by muscle men and a guy named Fisto. <laughs> Tila, Tila is an actual interesting avenue to go about that because, you know, there's the whole she's the sorceress's daughter. The sorceress freaking had to abandon her when she was young. You know, magic took her took her family away. That kind of, you know, like there's 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 there is a, there is an actual like. Zero's journey narrative thread that you yeah, could play there. You absolutely if there's a ton of meat on those bones, and I think it would be interesting <laughs> if you weren't a hack, right? <laughs> but like, it's, but but then there's people that are upset with like um, the, the the fact that uh, that Tila was like kind of crushing on him in the old show, and now in the new show is coming off kind of more like interested in girls. Dress is different, looks different. And people are upset about that. They're like, you should have kept it true to the original. But I think what, I think what, like, how do you, how do you make a 2021 version of a show who's like, all of the characters are like overly sexualized for absolutely no reason? Yeah. Like, how do you make a new version of that in 2021? And, so, like, I think that that there's a lot of different levels of 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 people being upset about this. There's the historical accu- accuracy of it, but do you remember Star Trek did this? Um, At Star- TNG versus original Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, the movies the movies came out with some oh, continuity yeah. errors, and people were really quick to point them out. And the uh, and the uh, the writers are like, eh, this just happened in a in a parallel universe that was very close to the Star Wars that you know. Like, and it's like, well, that's kind of cool. They're just like, no, what we, we wanted to change the characters to be more like what 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 today, what you would expect today. Um, and uh I don't know. I I think that people get a little bit bent out of shape over the over the gender stuff. Um because they're afraid that we're like sheltering, we're like sheltering uh, like like the children from what like a woman looks like in a bikini and stuff like that. But I also think that it doesn't need to be that. Like people should be able to choose. Like they should be able to turn on two cartoons and be able to to, to be able to choose the one that they're going to you know play for themselves or to play play for for their children to watch. Um, 
yeah, I think the consumer should be able to choose. But at some point, a Netflix executive stopped and was like, they must have been like, wait a second. Oh, 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 you mean he's so the, the, the guy, the He-Man guy? Yeah, the one that like we were going to just make a bunch of plastic action figures for. He's oh, he's gone now. OK, <laughs> like at some point, somebody must have known that this was coming. What's curious about, well, I'm sure they did, but they're not going to, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a, it's, so the whole thing is weird to me because I, it comes off on the, uh, it, it is easy to say, it would be easy to say like, okay, this is like some fucking woke movement type of thing, but it's weird because they had Shira already. You know what I mean? Like she was essentially the female equivalent of He-Man. Mm-hmm. So there's the woke argument i don't really uh, i don't know i think i think it's 50 50 do i think it's completely woke uh, not exactly do i think that played into some of it yeah absolutely um hard to deny that it didn't um like i said when you already had shira if you wanted a, a strong female you know, lead character uh it's not that big of a fucking thing well, just well, make a fucking shira <laughs> you, you know, know shira master of the universe series and 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 there's also you know to going back to Trace's point is that it's also like these kinds of things are very much artifacts of the time that they're made in. Sure, for as sure. Well, and you know, like because this is this is actually the third Masters of the Universe series. Yes, because there was the 2000 whatever one, which I had which, seen some of that, and that was pretty decent. Some of it was like the Skeletor Origins. Did you see that? Did you see that? Yes. I thought that was a pretty badass episode. But, you know, and again, like this one, other than the slave labor being used to to make it, like the people behind the production on this are not, are not schmucks. Like, this 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 is is the Castlevania team. This was also a show that was designed by Mattel to sell to toys. Sell toys. Because, yeah, which yeah. is <laughs> because Star Wars was crushing it. Right. And well, just like the Transformers essentially here in America. Like it's it's well, it was all kind of to sell toys. And and this, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, another good example. Well, you know, Eastman, but uh, that crew, but this this kind of loops back to the thing we start we were talking at the start too, which is that like it's funny because a f- Effectively, up until the federal government changed like television content laws to get rid of these cartoons for for a lot of for the most part, you know, this was the equivalent of the YouTuber telling you to buy Bitcoin back in the day. <laughs> you know, it's the I'm surprised hey, they allow the word master in there still. Well, what would, Are you really? What, what, what would you replace uh, it with? Yeah. Here's a serious. Here's a serious question. No, I, I I'm not saying that I that I agree with the removal of it from the from the no, but I mean like from what, the show what, what, name. But I'm surprised. I'm surprised that they didn't that they didn't try to find a way. Yeah. I mean, it was the show was originally called Lords of Power. <laughs> <laughs> which I don't know if that's better or worse. That's but, fucking worse. Um, <laughs> that, that, you know, from a software <laughs> side, um, get you know the the, the 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 places where you store your code. They used to call the uh, the original copy of your code the master, and they changed it now. They you can't yeah. use that word anymore. So 
I, I'm kind of surprised that that even slipped under the radar that like, nobody's upset about that. Like they're saying, Oh, well, this is woke culture. It's like, well, there's still the word master is still in the name. <laughs> That's something that as a software developer, I can't use. So I guess that kind of slipped past the radar. Yeah, I, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't know how to compare it really. The and the other part, which I think you really wanted to touch base on here, and 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 I think it's probably the last point for this topic, but um, the fact that this has like a ninety three percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So this is this is quite interesting. Um, you'll hear it from both sides. There are two arguments to this. One. It's really good, and these these there are just a select few people that are just absolutely bombing this on purpose, not based on the story or anything like that. Um, they're just you know right wing assholes essentially, or spoiled fucking fanboys. The other argument is the exact opposite of that. It's fucking uh, critics, for the most part, are far left leaning. Um, they do think that there is some divisive stuff in there. It's just divisive stuff they agree with, and they're shielding it, essentially. It's a massive disparity as far as the ratings go, because on mm -hmm. Rotten Tomatoes, I believe you've got... Trace, do you have it up as far as what they are? I closed it. But the, it was like 43% was the user feedback. Yeah. Yeah, here it is. No, it's third. So it's 95% for the uh comes in at 95% but it says the audience score is 33%. Right. I don't know of many <laughs> things that are that there's that there's much disparity. I guess I I should have done some research but I don't really have an interest in in reading the reviews of either because I'm, you know, like I said, I loved He-Man when I was a kid but I didn't really follow up with it that much so I just think that Kevin Smith acted like a douchebag, but now I'm learning more uh, more about this. Uh, you know, maybe he's been a douchebag all along. Um, so what's what's your what's your take on it? Do you think that um, do you think that it deserves all the negative backlash that it's getting? Do you think it's just another show, and maybe it's somewhere between ninety five and thirty three percent worth watching? <laughs> <laughs> like well, where would you thing, rate it? So and then Gunner, upset. I want your answer next. I I didn't watch it, so I don't really have a right to to review it. Um I can only base on the behavior of based on the behavior of Kevin Smith. Um mm -hmm. this is a complete clusterfuck. They were absolutely <laughs> trying to hide something and uh they did. Because if he had just if he had been honest at any point, what's the point of hiding this shit? What's the point of lying about it and then doubling down on it? I don't see the point there. Um, you know, it's... I don't respect a lot of fucking... I guess I, I, guess I gotta go with the, with the actual user ratings because I don't respect really any film critic. There are so few honest film critics left that I, I really actually... To be honest with you, I feel this way about pretty much any type of entertainment, any type of media. Um, they're all bought and paid for by someone uh, this includes IGN. This includes fucking. Uh, there's only there's only ten media companies, right? Yeah, exactly. I know it's they're all essentially bought and paid for, um, and a vast majority of them, it, whoever they're bought and paid for, that's they're that's they're going to review them positively, regardless of the product. So 
my instinct is listen to the fans. The fans can't stand it. It's a piece of shit. I'm with the fans. Um, and and just to just to pick apart their Netflix cover, um, it definitely has Skeletor and E-Man in the center. Yeah, Huge. dude. Like it's what <laughs> you stare at. So you know, Gutter, what how how what's your take on this? Do you think this is uh, do you think that that this is a this is like a um, do you think it destroys the original? Do you think that it's you know if maybe it's just you know him doing, um. Just Kevin Smith doing what Kevin Smith does. Um, do you think that all the backlash is is warranted? And it sounds like you have watched it. So where would you fall between that ninety five percent and thirty three percent? if you were to give it a rating, I got I got I got to be honest. I have not watched it. I'm just digging. I was digging through spoilers. I I I have to be that. I have to be me and have the the side the the side hopefully related take on this which is i think that so you know you're talking about how wade's talking about how he lied and i wonder if this is one of the things where one of the core conceits of the story is that quote-unquote betrayal of expectation but it's completely fucked by being on a streaming service because what do you mean what do you mean by that so, you know, like The Mandalorian, you had yeah. one episode every week. Yeah. This had to do it. This just dumped a block. Yeah. You know, like, it's, it's one of these things where it's like the, 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 the format in which you're trying to tell a story is almost as important as the story itself. And it's one of these things where it's like you're writing a story that was really designed to be consumed with some time in between each of it and it just doesn't work so 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 what's your rotten tomato score for this thing i haven't watched it yet i mean like i'm i'll i'll I'll, just from my my background cursory i'd say maybe like a 75 (laughs) i gotta gotta ask you a question like why is this not the case with anime what do you mean Anime is written based off a of manga that is supposed to be consumed when the manga comes out. But like well, they can drop an entire season of anime. It's incredibly popular. Well, you know, but the, the, the other problem being is that, uh, you know, more often than not, the anime gets ahead of the, the manga nowadays. But and, oh, yeah, right anime, anime also, I feel, and I don't, watch, I don't watch the anime like you guys do, but I feel like anime is not afraid to, um, they're not afraid to number one go straight against the grain, right, and completely uh, destroy stereotypes. But they're also not afraid to stick with those stereotypes. Like they're okay with keeping characters around that will always look sexy. Like, and, and I haven't seen I haven't seen like a transition like this. But this is a huge period of time, right? You're talking what twenty years? Years? How how much time between the last episode of? The original He-Man? No, if you would He-Man or if you would do like like She-Ra, like something that came. I mean, yeah. we're talking closer to like 30, 35 years, I'd imagine. Oh. I don't know so, I mean, how many anime ended. series had gaps like that in it that you can actually draw a parallel? And, and, well, and, and typically they don't reboot anime series either. So I guess that's I guess you know what? That's all that's a fair argument. Like, and and you gotta remember that they, they effectively scrubbed 
the quote-unquote sequel series to the original Masters of the Universe to make this. Like, they fucking Star, they star Wars Extended Universe that shit. Yeah. Did you guys end up doing the, um, uh, hell's it? The Danny Tanner show there, uh, Full House. Did you guys no. end up watching any of the Full House reboot? No, no, no. It was very intelligently done. What they did is they introduced the old characters and then they got rid of them, and you just stuck with the new ones. You know, so it's it's it's, it's some ways I think kind of similar to what they did here. Of course, there's there's differences with cartoons. You can keep characters around for a lot longer. <laughs> you just right. get somebody who has a similar voice. You don't need to you don't need to shove them off the show. But it was nice because you got to see the characters that you remember. But then they introduced these new ones, and all of the new plots were written around the new ones, and the old ones would just come in once in a while. I thought it was graceful, and it, it I think it paid homage to the original without trying to get a bunch of people that have been doing different things for the last 20 years in their life and try to get them to just go right back into a character that they no longer fit into. Um, so I thought that they did a pretty good job. I, I can't think of any other uh, uh, reboots that have come out um, like this in recent history but uh, um well i mean there was a boy meets world right or did they is that already done i'm pretty sure that's done the roseanne show until well that yeah 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 <laughs> some shit some <laughs> shit happened there but yeah i think uh we have we have met our overtime uh commitment that we have made to our audience I believe yeah, Trace that would you say that's I would say we're probably close to at least twenty minutes over. And we're at like one and one and a half on the dot here. Damn, son, who knew? He man must be such a rich topic. Uh yeah. with that being said, I'd like to ritualistically kill the show as I do every uh every week. Whilst doing that, uh thank you everybody for giving us a listen. Uh we really do appreciate it. Um, give us a like, give us a share uh, with your friends, your family, your enemies, even if they're all the same. Send, um, send us, send us dog. Do you want a stick? I mean, you could do that. I prefer not. Um, but I mean, how terrible the fucking postal service has been lately. Probably never make it to me anyway. So go for it. Do your worst. But with that being said, thanks everybody for giving us a listen. And we would love to hear suggestions, send us topics. Um, so we can talk about it. Thanks again, guys. Gonna take us out of here. Ride the snake. Ride the snake. Ride the snake. Ride the snake. Ride the snake.